Hello, and thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, the podcast where we discuss cybercrimes and cybersecurity news. This week, we will be discussing a data breach against a European car rental company, EuropeCar. Except, this isn't any ordinary data breach. Because it's not actually a data breach at all. It was a breach of 50 million customer data, but all this data is fake. Sunday, not yesterday, but the week before that, January 28th, 2024, a user named Lean posted on a hacker forum, offering to sell nearly 50 million records from EuropeCar. That included subdomains, admin panels, and users of the services, full names, addresses, passport numbers, expiration dates, driver's license numbers, and email addresses. To ensure the legitimacy of the data, most hackers, Lean being no exception, will provide a small sample of said data before selling it to a buyer. However, upon close inspection, these records looked really odd. EuropeCar contacted Bleeping Computer, one of my sources, and said that the sample released didn't match any of their records. On top of that, many addresses don't exist at all, and the cities are made up with no results if you search for them. Zip codes don't match with the ones that do exist or might exist in certain areas. First and last names don't match with what's in the email address. For example, Brian Bautista's email is allegedly Jason Scott, and Ashley Horton's is allegedly Jenna45. And most importantly, none of the emails in that sample were actually in their database at all. As a result, EuropeCar believes that this information was AI-generated, and more specifically, they pointed the blame at ChatGPT due to these inconsistencies. After all, AI tools like ChatGPT don't really know anything. Don't get me wrong, ChatGPT is an impressive tool that can mimic human conversation well, which includes the human tendency to make things up. So that could explain the made-up locations. A user of the hacking forum, though not the original poster, told TechCrunch, another one of my sources in an online chat, a simple, the data is real, without providing any evidence or disputing EuropeCar's claims as to why it was fabricated. However, Troy Hunt from the website Have I Been Pwned took to X, formerly Twitter, to disagree with both of these assessments. Sort of. He does agree with EuropeCar saying that the data is fake, but does not agree that AI was necessarily responsible for this fake data. The reason for this is that although EuropeCar doesn't have those emails in their database, some of them are actually real email addresses that existed in former data breaches. Hunt knows this because his site, Have I Been Pwned, scrapes data from hacking forums and actual confirmed data breaches, allowing you to enter your email to the site and see if it has ever been in a breach, and some of those emails had been. He even provided a screenshot. So, they weren't just some kind of AI hallucination like what EuropeCar had assumed. Hunt believes that AI was mentioned more because AI and security have been a hot topic of debate, rather than AI actually being the real culprit here. That's not necessarily an unusual assumption to make, as AI has demonstrated the ability to craft phishing emails and even create malware. But it was a conclusion that was likely jumped to before taking all the facts into consideration. There are, in fact, many non-AI tools that can be used to create fake data and fake data breaches such as Faker, which is a Python package meant exactly for doing that. Although the results apparently are not always very good. 
I also personally attempted to make ChatGPT generate a fake database for me, but didn't get very far. It generated some fictional data just fine, but wasn't able to generate social security numbers, even fake ones, or include real countries in the address fields. You may be able to do this with the right coaxing around the content filter and perhaps your own privately trained AI model, but that seems like it would take more time than just using existing tools to generate fake data, so might not be worth it. So no one was harmed, the data was fake, probably not AI made, but there's still a pretty important question that we need to address. Why? Why would you generate and leak fake data? Is there actually a point to doing that besides scaring people for five minutes until they realize it's all fake? Well, the answer is pretty simple and comes down to two things that hackers tend to want, money and notoriety. 50 million records, if legitimate, is a pretty large feat and can be used to conduct a number of other attacks. It can also make a previously unknown hacker suddenly pretty notorious. So faking it for notoriety isn't a terrible idea. Unless it comes out that the whole thing was fake, then you get the opposite effect. But the other reason, money, is pretty obvious. That's a lot of records, and other people will want to buy that type of sensitive data for a lot of reasons. Identity fraud and credit card fraud being the most obvious, but admin access to the Europe car site is also intriguing and could be good leverage for a ransomware attack. Not to mention potential phishing emails can be sent from those known records. However, if Lean actually sold the data and then the buyer realized it was fake, this trick isn't going to work again on the same account. It's an easy scam against other scammers that takes little effort compared to doing an actual real hack. That is assuming your sample data is not so obviously fake that it's caught pretty much right away, and even people who are no experts in security kinda can tell. Seriously, I've linked Troy Hunt's tweets in my sources below where he analyzes just some examples of the data dumped, and it really doesn't take an expert to know that this is a little off, so I'd recommend checking it out. Thank you to Bleeping Computer, TechCrunch, TechRadar, IT Pro, and Troy Hunt for information on this attack, potentially how it was committed, and why it's not necessarily AI-generated. And another thanks to you for tuning in to this week's episode of Bite Size Cybercrime, and until next time, stay secure.